wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. One of the most anticipated weeks of the year is finally upon us, and for once, I'm not talking about Christmas. Although I am excited for that as well in just 11 more days. We got Final Battle this Friday, Star Wars coming out tomorrow as well, Clash of Champions on Sunday, which I don't find myself caring too much about, but that's a pretty stacked weekend right there. I'll be busy as hell, but I'm super stoked to be at Final Battle this Friday in New York City. I'll give my on-site report next week here in WrestleRant Radio when we talk to Jamie Lee Mack about pay-per-view themes in WWE over the last couple of years and why this year might have been one of, if not the worst year, for pay-per-view themes and a long-ass time for this company. But that's next week. This week in WrestleRant Radio, we got Clark returning to the show for the first time in just about a year to help me preview Clash of Champions. We're talking Rich Swan. We're talking everything else going on in the world of WWE right now. The breaking news that we have a mixed match challenge show. What the hell is that? Coming to Facebook Live or Facebook Watch or Facebook MySpace, whatever the fuck it is, in January. We'll talk all about that and what the concept might entail. And again, so much more. Raw, NXT, everything going on, anything and everything revolving around WWE at the moment. Um, but before we get started, as always, guys, if you're listening right now on NextAirWrestling.net, why? It's a lot easier just to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and on iTunes. Simply search up on Apple Podcasts, WrestleRant Radio. You can get not only every archived episode dating back to October of 2013, you get every new episode as well on Thursdays. So subscribe today, rate the podcast, review the podcast, and subscribe. That stuff very much is appreciated and very much matters as well. So please do that in the spirit of the Christmas and holiday season. It means the world, so thank you so much. Um, not only that, but in two weeks' time right here on the show, I have no idea who's going to be joining me, whether it's going to be Haley making her return. I, I think she was on WrestleRant Radio at least once a few months ago. Um, but she will be with me that week uh, following Christmas, so I'm not sure if she'll be on the show or if it's going to be John or RJ or someone else, but I will be reviewing the results of the 2017 5th Annual WWE slash NXT Year in Review Awards right here on WrestleRant Radio. If you haven't already, please vote in the polls right now on NextDayWrestling.net. We have Match of the Year, Feud of the Year, Superstar of the Year, Female Superstar of the Year, Most Disappointing Star of the Year, Show of the Year, WWE Network Program of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, and so much more. So vote right now on nextairessing.net. It's on the homepage, on the homepage, excuse me. Click on that little link and vote in the polls that close on the day of December 28th. With all that being said, guys, please help me welcome my guest for today's episode of WrestleRant Radio, Clark. Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio, man. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good, my man, doing good. So, first time in, what, about a year or so, I think, since you've been on the show, is that correct? Yeah, it's been about a year. I want to say it's been close to Thanksgiving of last year since my last appearance. Yeah, it's been a while, man, but long overdue. Glad to have you back here on the show on the week preceding Clash of Champions all weeks as we head into Christmas. Uh, On a scale from 1 to 10, how excited are you for Clash of Champions Versus how excited are you for Christmas coming up in a few weeks? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let me start with Christmas. Christmas is a definite uh, Ty Dillinger. Yeah, there, that's what I was looking for, man. That's what I was looking for. Um, and Clash of Champions. Uh, I'd probably give it maybe... I'd probably give it a six. Maybe. Six or seven. Man, that's being like generous. <laughs> yeah. I'm a pretty generous guy. I mean, it is, it's, it's the season of being generous. True. So, good mean, point. Good point. We're on the same wavelength. We're on the same wavelength, dude. I'm glad to hear that. 
Um, this is why I always enjoy having you on the show. But yeah, we'll talk a little bit about Clash. We'll talk about maybe some Raw at the end of the episode if we got some time. It's a decent episode on Monday night. Uh, but before we get started, some breaking news of sorts from Wednesday morning. WWE announced, which has been rumored for a while now, some mixed match show on not the WWE Network, but on Facebook Watch, I believe. I've never even heard of this. It's not Facebook Live. It's called Facebook Watch. And it's what? debuting, I believe, January 16th at 10. So um, I guess bumping 205 Live, which I would assume it's being taped after SmackDown. So I don't know if 205 Live is being taped before the show, or I don't know if they even know or if they care. We'll talk about that. Um, but what was your immediate reaction to the news of the debut of Mixed Match coming up next month? Okay, I'm going to be straight up with you. Like, when I, I... I saw it on Twitter, yeah? And before I checked out the link to see, the like, the information, I thought it was, like, um, like a superstars versus female superstars type deal. And I'm just like, Vince would allow this? What the <laughs> yeah. world is going on? They're going Lucha Underground in WWE. Yeah, I saw I saw Sasha and Braun like next to each other, and I'm just like, "What? Well, this makes no sense." <laughs> well, I'm glad they're but, not going uh, that route. But what they're doing instead might be even more confusing, as they're doing mixed tag team matches. Ooh, how compelling! Uh, it's going to be ooh. superstars from Raw and SmackDown battling it out, and I believe a 12 week tournament. And they've already announced the participants from Finn Balor to Asuka, Sasha Banks, Shinsuke, Naomi. Um, no teams are set in stone. I believe that's where we step in and we vote on the pairings. So we could see Rusev and Lana a tag team for the first time ever on WWE TV or Jimmy Uso and Naomi. There's a couple good pairings there, but my question to you, Clark, is, is this even necessary to have more content in WWE? You know, in regards to content, probably not because there's so much stuff in a week. Like, you know, for me, I just keep up on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. It's pretty much it. Um, but, I mean, there's there are people that will watch all things WWE. And I'm just like, I don't know how you keep up with it. But that's how some people are. Yeah? And, um, I mean, like, it, it, you know, I'll, I'd probably check it out maybe once. Uh, just to see what the uh, concept of this is. But that's just me. I mean, I'm... I, like I said, I'll probably watch it once. May, if I'm into it, I'll probably watch more. But, yeah, that's way too much content, at least in my opinion. It's like it would be cool. If it, I mean, I guess it is something different, but it's like mixed tag team matches pitting Raw and SmackDown coming off the pay-per-view where they literally just said that the only one of the night of the year at Survivor Series, you will see Raw and SmackDown superstars face off. We're getting another show where it's all about brand supremacy. It's like... Do they think we're stupid or something? Like, well, also, but Graham, Graham, yes. you gotta remember this is Vince McMahon. That is accurate. That is that is very true. Yeah, you got you gotta th- you you know what? If eventually you just gotta start thinking. All right, this is a Vince McMahon thing. This is something Vince would do. Yeah, move mixed tag team matches. Yeah, have the men versus the women. That'd be so great. <laughs> Would not be shocked. <laughs> the same company that's advertising, and I didn't even notice this until RJ pointed it out to me on Wednesday, um, that Sami Zayn is currently advertised for the show. The same man who might not be employed in kayfabe comes Sunday's Clash of Champions pay-per-view. So I'm not sure how saw- wise that was on the company's part. I don't know if anyone even noticed that, but it's not like oh, anyone cares. I, but, um, I saw, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's all I could say. I was just like, unbelievable. We already know they're not losing their jobs. Do you really have to hammer yeah. it home that they're that they're winning on Sunday? It's like, come on. You can't push this announcement out a couple more days until after the pay-per-view. Was it yeah, so necessary to do it today? Very silly. Uh, but last thing on that note, what do you think this means for the future of 205 Live? Because as I mentioned, it, it is premiering on a Tuesday night at 10 o'clock Eastern. So it seems to be that they're going to be recording it after SmackDown, which is a dumb idea because doing that with 205 Live was idiotic in the first place. Do you think this means they bump it before the show? Do you think they cancel it all together? They relegate it to full sale? What does the future hold for 205 Live? I kind of hope they take it to full sale because mm-hmm. that's where, like, the that's where, like, um, the fans that want to watch it would be. You know, like, when you are out in, in a raw environment, SmackDown environment, the big arenas... People don't care about that because those are casual fans. At Full Sail, you got these hardcore fans that want to see Cedric Alexander, um, Enzo, Kalisto, 
uh, all these guys. So I would probably take it to full sale. I, you know, you can feel there's not something right about it when it's in these big arenas because these people don't know who these guys are. At least at full sale, people will be like, "Oh, we know who Cedric Alexander is because we watched Ring of Honor." Mm-hmm. The- yeah, I think that's the main issue with these guys right now is that there's no mainstream appeal and just the handling of the cruiserweight division in the the 205 live brand has been very poorly done since it's the inception about a year and a half ago and it's funny it's that they're doing this that they're seemingly bumping the show to wherever whether it be full sale or um to be for smackdown whatever they're doing this literally days before they go live and do they they do their house show um circuit over here in the northeast so you're basically yep. telling us that this mixed match show takes priority over 205 Live, but we still want you to buy tickets to go see Kalisto versus Enzo with Nia Jax as a special guest referee. I mean, how can you not buy tickets to that? That sounds like WrestleMania to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess we'll see how it plays out, but it does not look too uh, too good for the future yeah. of 205 Live. But I did mention Clash of Champions. We got the pay-per-view coming up on Sunday. Um, you said you were on a six or a seven on the scale of excitement for the pay-per-view. I wish yeah. I could be as optimistic. And I mean, I tend to be most of the time, but I feel like the build of the show just has not been good. I mean, everyone has their own opinions. I, you know, everyone true, has true. their own But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping it's one of those shows like, I mean, I, I can't say with Battleground because Battleground sucked, but um, <clears throat> I, feel, <laughs> I feel like it's was, it was one of these shows where expectations are at an all-time low which means it's going to be super impossible for them to go even lower than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. They, they got some potential with the card they have on tap, including the oh, kickoff yeah. show, Zack Ryder versus Mojo Raleigh, first time ever, in a battle of the former Hype Bros. Uh, who goes over here, Clark? Oh, man. Who goes over in Zack and Mojo? <laughs> I would have to say Mojo. I think you have to, right? I mean, Mojo's the... Young up and comer. I mean, he's not all that good, um, but yeah. I could see them giving Ryder a quick win just to just to swerve people. Not like it really matters anyway. It's the kickoff show. Um, yeah. But of the two people, Zack Ryder's been here for about a decade now, and Mojo mm-hmm. Raleigh has been in the business, been in WWE for about four or five years. Hasn't shown many signs of improvement, which is why yeah. I thought the tag team thing with with Ryder was the best thing for him. Uh, do you think? I don't want to say all hope is lost, but do you think Mojo can get any higher where he is in the card currently, even though he's been broken off from Zack Ryder? Um, I would have to say, right now, I'm going to have to say no, but you know, next year, who knows, he could be at the top, he could be challenging for the uh, WWE title, which I know you're probably not going to be thinking too much about that, probably might get <laughs> people nightmares but um but you never know you, you know you you think of a you think of braun Strowman uh when the when the uh when the draft started and all that and he comes out he demolishes james ellsworth and you're you know you think now oh, well what does this guy have to offer and then all of a sudden he's braun is the biggest guy in on raw and perhaps in the company next to roman but but you know mojo he he could shine in this match this could be his big his big break you know what i'm saying yeah for sure for sure i mean i was gonna say you made the comparison with braun uh braun i can't even say he's a lot i mean he is a lot better than mojo now but he yeah. started out as a guy in the main roster with what five matches to his name he never really had mm-hmm. an nxt run so yeah. um you make a good comparison there i mean what i've been saying in recent weeks ever since these guys split up was that if we're if he's on a show where Jinder Mahal was champion for six months, I think there might be help for Mojo Raleigh. Not saying that would be a good thing anytime soon to see this guy as a singles champion, let alone the WWE champion, but if Jinder yeah. Mahal, of all people, could go from losing to Enzo Amore on the kickoff show of a pay-per-view a year ago to becoming the WWE champion and being the most dominant thing on Tuesday nights for a matter of six months, you know what? Uh, Mojo Raleigh might have some uh, potential going forward in the future, and a win over Zack Ryder would be the best thing for him. I guess yeah. only time will tell, but uh, you do have Mojo Raleigh going over here, though? I do have Mojo going over Zack Ryder. Yeah, I've got Mojo winning, too. I mean, I like Ryder, but the the guy's been here for 10 years. It's like a 
it's a worse situation than Ziggler, where if they're going to do something with him, they would have done it already. So I feel like yep. we're kind of past that point. But yeah. I, I feel I feel like what they did with the U.S. title, uh, with the Z troll, true Long Island story thing, yep. like six years ago, I think that was Zack Ryder's like big moment. And then after that, it just came down, and he's not going to reach that again. Yeah, so that was. Just... It's unfortunate for him, but let's face the truth: he's not going to get higher than that. The where he is right now. Yeah, he he had his time. They missed it. They messed it up. What what? Regardless of what your thoughts are on Zack Ryder and the fact whether he deserved that push in the first place, like you said, he got his big moment. They failed to follow up on it. <clears throat> that was six years ago. The guy's in his mid thirties now. There's yep. really no one go. There's really no going back on that now. And I know they gave him the IC title for a day, but it was it was just that. It was a day long reign. So when not- was that? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't think the guy's going to get any above, any, any, anywhere above where he is right now. And I like Ryder, but he's just a solid hand in the ring and a, and a good guy to have other people go over him, including Mojo Raleigh starting on Sunday. Um, so for the main card, they got a few, again, a few solid matches here. Also just added the card this past week on SmackDown Live. We got Brizongo taking on the repackaged Bludger and Brothers, Harper and Rowan, who have just been dominating the competition in recent weeks. Uh, before we even get to this match, did you see the match on uh, Tuesday, Clark, between the Bludgeon Brothers and Colin Delaney, the returning ECW superstar, and his tag team partner? I, I, I marked for Colin Delaney. I was so <laughs> excited to see him. I was like, yes, he's back. The legend is back. And then he got destroyed, and I was like, well, never mind. Yeah, quick, quickly uh, annihilated by Harper and Rowan. And the funny thing was that he wasn't even the star of the match. It was actually his tag team partner who had that amazing yeah, with that, shriek. With, yeah, with that shriek, that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is going to be talked about. That was great. That was probably the highlight of the night for me last night on SmackDown. But yeah, Harper and Rowan making uh, quick work of their opponents in recent weeks. Not sure if Brazongo is going to be any different. Uh, it was revealed on... They quickly plugged it on SmackDown on this week, but um, they said that uh, they had a Fashion Files, like a very uh, a very Fashion Files. I don't know what it was called. It was like the most recent installment. They put it on YouTube and .com, and it was there that the Ascension flat out told the flat, the Fashion Police, Brazongo, that it's been the Bludgeon Brothers this entire time that's been attacking them for the past six months. So the grand reveal saved for Facebook and .com or YouTube, whatever, so... That was kind of weird, but that's what we're getting on Sunday. What were your thoughts on the big reveal of the six-month storyline, Clark? I was like, oh my goodness. That's all <laughs> I could say. I, lo- I, love, I love the fashion files. I love what, what, what Brizongo and the Ascension are doing with that. But I was just like, six months for that reveal? Come on. And we knew it was the Bludgeon Brothers as of it- a few weeks ago. I mean, they said 2B. You kind of put two and two together. You know, no yeah. pun intended, but still, I mean, saving it for, for YouTube to build up a quick match in a matter of five days at a pay-per-view, I felt like it was a waste. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a waste. They could have done so much more with it, but again, they, the match... They definitely, they definitely could have done much more. For sure, I mean, but the match at least could be solid. I mean, Brazongo were a fun act, and Bludger and Brothers have been dominant in recent weeks. Um, oh, yeah, you think yeah. Brazongo could kind of uh, not be as quick of victims of their dominance as some other tag teams have been? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. We'll see how good the match will be. Uh, Brazongo, I mean, what's going on with them? Beyond this match, if they lose on Sunday, what's next for these guys going forward on SmackDown? Uh, I don't even want to think about them losing. That's <laughs> the, they, they, are so, they are so entertaining. Hey. It's just like, just thinking of them losing, they're going to be dropped down the card, and it's just like, I don't want to think, I don't want to think about that. I want them to, I want them to beat the Usos for the tag titles. That's what I want to see. That's what I've been hearing people say. Do you think, if they start now, okay, they probably won't win this match, but. Yeah, they probably won't. Yeah, so going beyond this, do you think building these guys up as like underdog challengers what they they kind of did for a brief period when they first got their shot at the straps a couple months ago like back in may or whatever it was yeah you think building for to that from now until wrestlemania the usos versus brazongo could be another viable option for a tag title match at that show oh sure sure it could be the crowning moment of brazongo so we'll see i mean the guys are over when they're on tv consistently enough but um, like I said, I, I don't think they win here. I think we see the continued dominance of the Bludgeon Brothers picking up another yep. victory here. Uh, do you have that result as well? I have Harper and Rowan. 
So Harper and Rowan, the new gimmick, I'm not completely sold on it yet, but like I said, the in-ring intensity is there. They work really well together. That's always been the case, dating back to when they first teamed up four or five years ago in NXT. Um, how high do you think the ceiling is for these guys? Obviously, they messed up Harper's big babyface push earlier this year, but how far do you think these guys can go as a tag team this time around? I will I, I, I will say this. Um, put them in the ring with the Usos, New Day. Put them in the ring with a legitimate tag team, not just a jobber team, and then we'll talk. That's all I can say. Yeah, time will tell, I suppose. I mean, we'll, Time we'll, will tell. But yeah. let me say this. I think these guys are dominant. These guys are young. They're dominant. As a tag team, I think they have potential, but... You just never know what Vince is going to do with them. That's the thing. You never know what Vince is going to do. He could, he one day he could be like, "I'm putting them in the tag in the tag team picture." The next day he's like, "Get them out of the tag team picture." It's it all really depends on what Vince wants, mm-hmm. and you never know what Vince wants. Yeah, that's that's the issue. It could get to a point where it's like this gimmick, this Thor-like gimmick, was intended to hamper these guys and deter them from getting any better than they were. It's like, okay, yeah. put this dumb gimmick on them because they'll they'll float over to the wasteland or whatever, like with the Ascension. But now it's starting yeah. to get over. It's like, oh, they're getting over. Split them up. Like, I, I would not be surprised if we get that at some I, point. That, that, that is Vince right there. That is Vince. And have you noticed, have you noticed this, that Harper and Rowan's attire looks like Kane's attire from he, when when he debuted? Yeah, I've, ha- I've, have, I've seen the comparisons that people have brought that up, like side-by-side pictures. It's eerily similar. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on. But it's whatever. Do you think we could see... Okay, maybe not anytime soon, um, but do you think we could see these guys eventually reunite for a Wyatt family, like 6.0 at some point down the road, or at least attempt to salvage Bray Wyatt over on Raw? Or do you think they're better off by themselves? I'd say they're better off by themselves. Bray's doing, <laughs> yeah. Bray's doing his thing with with uh, with Woke and Matt. The, Harper and Rowan are doing their thing on SmackDown. Braun is absolutely... Is absolutely going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, I, for now, for now, uh, let them do their thing, and then if a Wyatt family reunion is a highly talked about topic, then then let's see what happens. But right now, I want to see them do their own thing. I think that would do more to hurt the Bludgeon brothers than it would to help Bray Wyatt, at least at this point. But at least Bray Wyatt, I mean, finally, for the first time in seemingly forever, the guy is doing something relevant. And quick side note before we get back to Clash of Champions, I know you're a big Woke and Matt Hardy fan. I've seen your Twitter handle. What have been your thoughts recently on the handling of of Woke and Matt Hardy in his recent debut on Raw? To quote Matt, to quote Woke and Matt Hardy, it has been delightful! (laughs) To say the least, I mean, at least, it's only been two weeks. I don't want to jump the gun on this one, but um, the back-and-forth promo segments with Matt and Bray have been quite wonderful, to say the least. Yeah, so I'm looking forward have, to seeing... Those, those have been orgasmic! <laughs> Do you think they'll actually use that word on WWE TV at some point? No. <laughs> yeah. You never know, though. Vince is a sick person, so... Yeah, he well, is, he see. is. And plus, I'm plus, I believe Matt has full control of the character, so... That's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing. That's all up to Matt. The stuff and impact that he did was entertaining. In the ring was good, um, but obviously where he shined was like these type of vignettes. Like the the pre-tape vignettes and the promos and the backstage segments, stuff filmed at his house. If he does indeed have creative control, do you think he can convince Vince or WWE officials, management, creative, whatever, to film some stuff at the Hardy compound at some point down the road? Possibly, but then again, you got to think about it this way. JB was like one of the top guys when the broken gimmick was going on in TNA. In WWE, you have 20-something guys on creative, so you have to go through a bunch of other people. In TNA, you just went to JB. You said, hey, uh, we want to, Jeff and I want to do a, a, a segment at the compound. You want to do it? And then JB's like, yeah, sure, or mm, let's go a different route. <laughs> Yeah, so good point. It's, it's it's all different in whatever company. And plus WWE, it's not like TNA, it's not Ring of Honor. It's it's a whole different machine. So 
It might be a little tricky to get some hard, hardy compound footage, but Matt's in control, so... Hey, all I'm, ho- all I'm hoping for at this point is that we get a cameo or an appearance from either King Maxwell, Queen Rebecca, or at the very least, Vanguard 1 or Senor Benjamin. Oh, I would I would love that. I would love to have Vanguard 1 pop up in WWE. Just, like, have him, like, flying around the arena. Oh, my God, dude. I would cry of laughter. Could you imagine a Bray Wyatt promo in the ring? He's talking to a broken Matt, and then you just, out of nowhere, see Vanguard 1 hovering over him. How amazing would that be? That would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> just just thinking about it is, is so is so delightful. I really think it's worked out for the best because if they brought in the woken broken characters at Mania, it would have been amazing, don't get me wrong, but Oh yeah. Um I just don't think like casual fans are like, what the fuck is this shit? At least with they at, at least know. with Matt. You know? They, would, they wouldn't know what's going on. Yeah, so in building the Matt snapping and having the breakdown and the awakening and all this other stuff. I think it's for the best, and now you can incorporate yeah. all the elements of the broken brilliance and the woken universe and whatnot going forward. So, yeah, I had to bring that up because I've been digging that on Raw. Easily one of the best parts of Monday nights in, in recent weeks. Um, now, let me, now, now let me ask you this. Do you think when Jeff comes back they're going to just have regular old flying Jeff Hardy, or are they going to have broken Nero? That's the uh, money question. Nero. Yeah, brother Nero, exactly. So... I'm not exactly sure I've seen people bring up that possibility of reuniting them as the Woken Hardys or if you bring uh, Jeff back on his own. What I would do, I would put him with Jeff. I mean, I would even do a Matt and Bray tag team because I think a one-on-one feud, if they have a match in the ring, I'm not sure how much people would care. If they had like a pre-tape, like a final deletion type match, like that was pre-taped, like House of Horrors but 10 times better, that would be pretty cool. Other than that, them as a tag team might be a decent idea. If you don't do that and you bring back Jeff with Matt, I think that'd be great, but I could very much see them since Jeff, I think, is rumored to be cleared to compete again, should be good to go by around WrestleMania time. I could very well see them bringing him back on SmackDown as part of the Superstar Shakeup and pushing him as a single star over there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, either way, that, either that, one's a good option. Yeah, that's another possibility. I mean, there's so much you can do with Broken Matt. With Woken. Woken Matt. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Hopefully we could see some of that broken brilliance, whether it be from Matt or Jeff or both, over on SmackDown at some point, because SmackDown needs all the help it can get. Um, We were (laughs) talking about Brizongo and the Bludgeon Brothers. Move over from there to the tag team title match. Fatal 4. We got three tag team matches on the show, which is pretty cool. Um, This other tag team title match is... Loaded with talent. We got the Usos, the current champions, of course. The New Day, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, and Rusev Day. Rusev and Aiden English all vying for the gold. Um, No elimination stipulation, so the first person to score a pinfall or submission victory are the tag team champions. Clark, who walks out of here with the titles in tow? I think on Sunday it's going to be Rusev Day. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. today, Today is also Rusev Day. (laughs) <laughs> and tomorrow is also going to be Rusev Day. And let's see, what else? Uh, Friday will be Rusev Day. Saturday, uh, it's going to be Rusev Day. And, all, and Sunday Especially is Sunday. going to be Rusev Day. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my thought right there. <clears throat> I mean, they have won the past two weeks. They beat New Day last week. They beat uh-huh. the Usos this week. They're, they're uh-huh. quietly building momentum. So, yeah, I think Sunday might be the national holiday of Rusev Day if they do walk it's, out of the tag team titles. Is that your official prediction? I think Sunday, Rusev Day, is going to have so much importance. And it's tough, too, because these guys, I love, you know, Rusev and English have been very entertaining for quite a while now, for a few months now. But um, oh, yeah. at least they're finally looking like threats to the tag team titles. Now, any one of the other teams could also viably come out on top. The Usos could retain. They're my pick to win. Um, but I could, mm, New Day might be my last choice just, just because if you have New Day win, that would, that would mean we get another Usos New Day match, which they had ended their rivalry so beautifully at Hell in the Cell. Why would you go back to that? And why would you ruin that conclusion? So I wouldn't do that necessarily, but Benjamin and Gable are also very good in the ring. So having them win the tag titles and maybe feud with the Usos return to that rivalry, um, would be pretty cool. But, um, yeah, like you said, Rusev Day picking up the tag titles would be, uh, Quite glorious, to say the least, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I got the Usos going over, but I, too, have my fingers crossed for Rusev and English walking out as the new tag team champions, so 
As I mentioned, glorious. It's going to be glorious on Sunday, too. It could be a glorious Rusev day if we have another new champion crowned in Bobby Roode as he vies for the United States Championship against current champion Baron Corbin and, for some reason, Dolph Ziggler in a triple threat match. Um, again, the build of this match has been nearly non-existent. Roode and Corbin were kind of sort of feuding before Ziggler was added to the match for no yeah. reason at all. Uh, from an in-ring standpoint, it could be a well-wrestled match. There's nothing against that, but... Just, I, I can't find myself caring about this contest. What about you, Clark? Mm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I just, there's nothing for me in regards to that. I mean, like, I don't really know what to say. It's just, I'm not really feeling that kind of contest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, I don't know. It's It's tough because I think it will be a decent match. But Ziggler has been off TV for so long. He's been irrelevant for even longer than that. Um, yeah. You know, Rude is, is semi-popular and Corbin. They just, I, it seems like they just have no idea what to do with him. Um, the only thing, the only thing I like about Baron Corbin is his is the theme song. Is the theme song? Yes. That's the only thing I like about Baron Corbin. <laughs> I like Baron Corbin personally. I've always been a big Baron Corbin fan, but I will agree with you that the theme song is quite great. It's the best. Very best. catchy as well. Hands down, I'm I'm going to say this, and I don't care. You know, everyone tw- tweet me right now. Say how upset you are, but that is the best theme song in WWE in the past 15 years. It can't be a surprise that it was produced by Jim Johnston, right? Oh, uh, no, absolutely not. It, it, that was all Jim Johnston. Rest in peace, Jim Johnston. I forgot to bring this up last week because I think it happened, I think, a week and a half ago. It happened about it maybe was- a week or two ago. Um, But I have not mentioned it, but your thoughts on the release of Jim Johnston from WWE. Bro, that was was upsetting. That Mm -hmm. was truly, that was genuinely so upsetting. I was hoping that was like some kind of, you know, one of those like wrestling Twitter kind of hoax that people like to do. You know, just like, haha, the dirt sheets. You know, how people never trust the dirt sheets. Well, that was, that was me. And I was like, eh, whatever. Someone just. Just starting some some so some BS and all that just to get people riled up, and then I see, and then I start seeing more. It's been confirmed that Jim Johnston is no longer with the company, and I was just like, "This is unbelievable." Yeah, I mean, he's been a part of the company for so long now. It's hard to imagine that yeah. he's no longer yeah. with them. And about it's 30, even, pl- yeah, thirty plus 30, years. I yeah. believe thirty plus years he's been with the company, and you think about all the all the music he's produced. I think he did he did Stone Cold's. Um, he 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 worked on Undertaker. He worked on Kane's Big Show. He worked on so many legendary theme music, and now it's just like apparently they're all gonna remix music. And it's just like, can you imagine Undertaker's theme song being remixed by like C- CFOS, whatever their name is? I don't know. That can't be happening, right? I, I read that same no. rumor, but that can't be happening. I know they did that with Kane recently. Um, that uh. might be why people said that, but. I mean, they've always really changed Kane's theme song. Like, when he came back five years ago, they changed it from yeah. what it used to be. The guy's had, like, fucking ten theme songs in his entire yeah. career, and that's being generous. Um, bring, back, bring back Slow Chemical. That was yeah, that's best. what people say all the time. That they, I know they released the um, the new version of his theme on YouTube this week, mm-hmm. and people in the comments were like, yeah, it's a good theme, but bring back Slow Chemical. That was a great theme. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. <laughs> that was quite Slow a good Chemical theme. Slow Chemical was my childhood. That was, that was my childhood right there. <laughs> I love how we're talking about Jim Johnston and great entrance themes over the actual match, which does not hold my interest at all. Hey, Vince, you should probably write better stories. <laughs> what a fucking concept. Write better stories. Wow. Uh, I Again, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like Bobby Roode. I like Corbin Ziggler. Uh, I don't know. At this point, I don't really care. Um, who do you got going over here, Clark? Not like it really matters, but who do you got going over? Um, you know what? I, I am going to pick Baron over this. Just because, you know, we get Dolph Ziggler out of the picture, and then we get Baron, and then Bobby Roode could probably turn face. Because, you know, the glorious thing, that is over with people. That is over with the with the universe, with, with the fans. Um, so I'm probably just going to have Baron Corbin go over, so then it transitions to a Bobby Roode face turn, which leads to Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode. But Bobby Roode's been face since the beginning, though. He has? Yeah, he's been a babyface this entire time. I thought he's been a heel this whole time. <laughs> he's been a babyface since I think he showed up on the main roster. 
<laughs> but then again, let, let me tell you this. I, I don't really watch SmackDown a whole lot, so... <laughs> I don't blame you. It's like, I don't know. The fact that you can't tell is not good. Not on yeah. your not on your part. It's on their part that you can't tell the difference between a Bobby Roode. I, I, mean, I mean, in NXT, he's been a heel in NXT. Then he comes up to the main roster as a face. Like, come no, on. No explanation at all either. No yeah, explanation. Yeah, no explanations whatsoever. It's very silly. Um, goofy. I, that's what it should have been. It should have been Bobby and Baron one-on-one, but Ziggler was added for no apparent reason whatsoever. Um, so that's pretty much um confirmed that Bobby is a baby face by this point so I guess you could go in that direction so we don't yeah, have to... Baron and Bobby still Either yeah way. exactly um, Either way, Bar- I, I've got Baron and then we go into Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin and yeah. then that's when Bobby Roode gets the title I, exactly I think it's too soon to do the switch I mean it would be cool if he won it on Sunday and it was a glorious clash of champions pay-per-view but uh I think Baron retains I mean booking 101 says he retains after was it Bobby? No, Dolph was the... He attacked both Baron and Bobby last week in their match. Yep. This week, it was Bobby laying out Ziggler and Corbin in their match. Uh-huh. Same shit, different week. Um, so Baron is made to look like a weak champion, which therefore equates to him winning on Sunday. So pretty predictable match. Again, maybe it's a good match on paper um, in the ring, but just as of right now, I could not give two shits about it because this card has not been very well built whatsoever. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, for the SmackDown women's title, we got a Lumberjack match. Before we even get to that, we got Charlotte Flair and Natalia, but is it just me, or did they change the fact that um that it's now a Lumberjack match, regardless of whether it's women or men? Because at one point, when it, when the women were involved, it was called a Lumberjill match. Did I miss that memo? I Now, here's my theory about this. Um, I think... The Lumberjill gimmick was more for when they were called the Divas. Okay, that's what I'm thinking now, too. Now that they're called superstars, I think they want it to be Lumberjack for, for for whether it's the males, the females. I think they want it to be Lumberjacks for everybody. So I think Lumberjills was more for the Divas, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, for that. So I'm not really, I'm not really against the whole uh, Lumberjack thing, you know. Yeah, no, no lumber, neither am I. No, lum, yeah, I was just confused. Because lumber, Lumberjills does sound kind of diva-ish. It does. It reminds me of the era of when we would have Lumberjill matches, and they were fucking terrible. Oh, <laughs> let's not talk about those. I'm not sure if this is going to be much better, but I, I like Charlotte. Italia, eh, I mean, the match should be good. Um, yeah. It's just the issue is that we've seen it God knows how many times in recent months, let alone in the last three and a half years. Um, yeah. What I complained about last week here in the show was that um, they announced this as a lumberjack match. Yet the reason why they're holding the match in the first place was because Charlotte and Natalia had a rematch after Survivor Series, and they had the Riot Squad get involved. So therefore, you would think, oh, we get a steel cage match. Uh, but I guess not. Now they're just doing it in, in a lumberjack match, inviting Riot Squad to ringside. Does that make any sense to you, Clark? No. <laughs> Um, so I assume they're going to play a factor in the finish. They teased that on Tuesday. Um, Charlotte, Natalia, who you got, Clark? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go with Charlotte. Might as well. I mean, Natalia was champion for quite a while. It's time to move yeah. on from that. Charlotte should be champion for a lengthy period of time. Um, oh, I bring yeah. this up every single pay-per-view. But do you think Charlotte wins? and then is attacked subsequently by the Riot Squad, leading to a Carmella Cashin. Well, let's see here. We got the Riot Squad, who are the who are the villains. We got Charlotte, who is the heroic... Who is, who, who is heroic. So I'm going to have to say that Riot Squad takes down... Yeah, Riot Squad beats down Charlotte. They leave the ring. Carmella runs in, pins her, and then Carmella is champ. I've been so, thinking, yeah, I've been thinking that for a while. I'm not just not sure it happens Sunday. That's all. I I think it's I I think it's appropriate to do a Sunday. Okay, and then you do Carmella, mm, Carmella Charlotte or Carmella Charlotte and Ruby because Ruby did pin the champion a few weeks ago. They kind of failed to acknowledge that. So oh, that's I don't know what right. That. Yeah, they had a match right. on Tuesday, but it ended in DQ. Uh for now. I would say Carmella Charlotte. Okay, yeah, I'd be fine with that. It's I think it's not the biggest match they could do, but at least it has Carmella if, cashing in the briefcase. If um, they're not if they're not mentioning that Ruby like 
beat the champion, then you know you know they're not going to do Ruby and Charlotte or Ruby and Carmella. Yeah, that's a great point. You would think that if they were going to go with that, they would shove it down our throats, but they haven't, yeah. which means they won't go with it, which they should, but they won't. Um, and, and they do specialize in shoving things down our throats. Exactly. That is probably what they are best at, unfortunately. Yep. Um, but this might be as good of a time as now to mention this, considering we're talking about the women. Uh, Ronda Rousey, nothing has been confirmed as of now, but I appear we are now closer than ever to talking about Ronda Rousey joining the WWE. Uh, I don't know if she's officially signed or if she's close. I'm not sure. I know she's training for a wrestling run. And with WrestleMania right around the corner, it's looking likelier and likelier that we see Ronda Rousey in the company. Um, Clark, if she does sign the WWE, do you see her on Raw or SmackDown? And what would you do with her in time for WrestleMania? Okay, is this, okay. so let me ask you this. Are we not putting her in NXT? I mean, I guess you could, especially if Shayna Baszler, who was in the finals in the Mae Young Classic, I... I'm pretty sure she's being sent to NXT first. If those vignettes they've okay. been airing for that person so, on NXT, it's probably her. So, so this is post-NXT then, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I guess they could do NXT first, but I feel like with Ronda Rousey's star power, I, I feel like she's bigger than NXT. She's okay, like the so AJ has, Styles of the women, I feel like. Okay, so we have so we have NXT first. Let's put, her in, let's put her down there first, yeah? Get her more experience. And then after NXT, I see her going to... Raw. Who would she face I, at WrestleMania in that case? Oscar. Mm, at WrestleMania or beyond that? WrestleMania. And okay. that's where Oscar loses. Ooh, you think Oscar would lose to Ronda Rousey? Yeah, because you, you, because Ronda Rousey has legitimate experience. She is the female Brock Lesnar. Truly, she, she is, yeah, at this point, yep. So at WrestleMania, my belief, my prediction... And this is super, super early. Ronda Rousey, Asuka at WrestleMania. Asuka loses to Ronda Rousey with an armbar. Okay, okay. Good good early prediction. Um, I think Rousey is wrestling at WrestleMania. I could see them doing Ronda and Asuka at some point. Um, not, Matt, not at WrestleMania? I mean, yeah. Um, I would rather save it for the following year. The thing with Ronda is that she should not be a full-time competitor. She should be, like you said, the Brock Lesnar of the women, in my opinion, which meaning, yeah. and meaning that she should not be wrestling all the time, because I feel like that would diminish her value very quickly. Yeah. Um, which is why she felt so special in UFC for such a long time. That being said, I feel like they have a solid storyline in place, and they could always do this before Mania, and I feel like they will. Um, but they have a solid storyline in place over on Raw with Paige and Asuka at some point. And I would do that match over the championship at Mania. So with Rousey, I would do Rousey in Charlotte. Now, we've gotten a lot of speculation as to whether we're going to get a four-horsewoman versus four-horsewoman match. I feel like the ship sailed on that just because the four-horsewomen of WWE, they're on two separate shows. Uh, Shayna Baszler, for now, is an NXT. Unless she's there for a month, she's not going to be up in time for Mania. And the other two women, aren't. I'm not even sure what their deal is, and no one even really knows who they are. So I feel yeah. like we're not getting that match. And it would be a fine match, but I feel like it'd be a lot easier if you just did Charlotte and Rousey one-on-one. But you can't go wrong with either match. If it's Rousey yeah. and Charlotte or Rousey and Asuka, you can't go wrong with either one. I feel like the four horsewomen, four horsewomen match would have been more special in, let's see, in Survivor 2014, Series? 2014, 2015, okay. when, when they were all in NXT together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... If Ronda Rousey were to go to WWE around that time in 2014, let's say, and then and then Shayna joins her, and then the other two uh, MMA uh, four horse, horse women join them, that would have been special to do at a at least at least at a takeover. I think that well, I mean, it's a bigger match than NXT. I mean, it would be cool in NXT, but I feel like they would not not I don't want to say waste, but they would not use Ronda in NXT just because. I mean, like you said, they could, she could have a run there, but that's a big yeah. match. Um, but then again, I feel like the women, the NXT women were not that big at that point. So would they oh, yeah, be yeah, yeah. too small for the main roster? So I guess it would work in NXT in 2014, 2015. And if you add in the fact, we did see the four horse, four horse women of, uh, UFC, MMA, whatever at that, uh, SummerSlam show. Remember that they were in the crowd that night. So was that, 20, that was 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was. 2014. It but was. then we also saw them in the crowd at Mania the following year. I mean, mm-hmm. Rousey and WWE is going to be big no matter what. I don't want to say they missed their window. 
Um, but obviously, in WWE, she's a bigger star than anyone on the roster because they don't really do well with making people feel special. Um, but in the real world, in you know, you in MMA, UFC, whatever, Ronda Rousey was an infinitely bigger star three years ago than she is right now. Oh, definitely, definitely. So having her compete, I mean, she appeared at WrestleMania 31, I think it was, and then yeah. we would not see her again for a while, and we have not seen her since. Um, except for like the NXT May Young Classic stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but I do I do assume she will be brought in for Mania um, yeah. at some point between now and Mania. And if anything else, I like the idea of Rousey and Oscar or Rousey and Charlotte because more than anything else, we finally get a fucking one on one title match or a one on one match period with the women for like the first time in ten years of Mania because it's always been. Three ways, four ways, battle royals, tag teams, this and that. It's always the same shit every single year. So uh-huh. at least we would finally get a singles match. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Oh, yeah. um, but going back to Clash of Champions, final two matches. First for the WWE Championship. I'll throw this one first because these stakes are not as high. We have AJ Styles defending against Jinder Mahal in a rematch from the SmackDown title change about a month ago. Um... Yeah, that's I mean that's that's really about it. Just a rematch from their initial encounter about a month ago. I would hope and I think AJ is going over, but like we established earlier on in the show, you never know with WWE and they could very well have Jinder Mahal win back the belt and go on to do the rumored match of Mahal and John Cena at WrestleMania next year, which would be absolutely atrocious. But what are you thinking, Clark? What where are we going with the WWE title picture? AJ retains. Just a clean win for AJ, and that's it for Jinder? I think. I think that at Clash, it will be during the show, before the match, you know, let's say, you know, they're going to be in the main event, so let's say after the second match, they. They do a backstage segment with Jinder Mahal and the Synced Brothers. And they're coming up with a plan to take the title off of AJ. And as Shane and Daniel Bryan are getting ready to go uh, ref the match, the, the, the Orton, Shinsuke, Owen, Zayn match, they overhear what they're talking about. So then Shane and Daniel say, Synced Brothers are banned from ringside. Mm-hmm. So now it's an actual one-on-one match and I think that I I think that Jinder will get a lot of offense in and then the Singh brothers run in but th- this may sound really dumb and I don't I don't care what anyone thinks but I think the Singh brothers are going to like turn their back on Jinder on this show yeah at Clash, and then thus giving AJ the victory. I hope so. I mean, I yeah. the thing with... I love the Sings, so no matter what they do, as long as they're not released, I'm going to be a fan of whatever they do, but that pretty much kills Jinder dead, because he was... They were the only redeeming part about his act. Not that I really care, because Jinder's not all that good to begin with. So my main question for you, and I agree, I think AJ wins here, and he should, hopefully to pave the way for him and Nakamura at WrestleMania, fingers crossed, but... Mm-hmm. Do you think that if um, Jinder loses here, this is the end of his WWE title push or main event push for the time being? Yes. Goodbye, Jinder. <laughs> so if Jinder loses here, AJ's champion at least until the Rumble, who do you got in mind for a Rumble opponent for AJ? Oh, boy. All right. Um, I'm taking Zayn and Owens out of the picture because... Because there's really no point in putting them in that picture right now, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're going to do a two-on-one handicap, if and we've if, already if seen anything, Owens and Styles. Yeah, I don't know. If anything, they Zayn and Owens belong in the tag team. So those guys yep. are out of the picture. Um, Orton, maybe? Nakamura? Uh, not yeah, Nakamura, no, sorry. WrestleMania. No, uh, no, 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 no. Nakamura's WrestleMania. I would have to say... Has... I can't remember. Did AJ, Has AJ ever defended the title against Randy? No, they did have that one match on SmackDown earlier this year where the winner advanced to WrestleMania, and that's where Orton won. And remember they did that awesome spot where AJ was going for the 450, and Orton was going to 
reverse into the RKO, but Styles feigned the 450. He actually did not jump. Remember that spot in that Oh, match? yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. Yeah. But that, was a, that, that, was that wasn't for the title. No, that no, they have not up. faced off since. Yep. AJ and Randy at the Rumble. Thus, we have AJ defeating Randy, and then we get... And then, and then we get Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Rumble, thus having AJ and Shinsuke at WrestleMania. See, that's what I would do. That's what I was thinking. I think, you know what? We might as well just move into the main event right now because Orton and Owens and Zayn, everyone we just talked about is in the main event. So we got the yep. main event of the show. We got Orton and Nakamura versus Owens and Zayn. If Owens and Zayn lose, they're fired. We have Brian and Shane as special guest referees. We'll talk about what this match means for them in a moment. But for um, Orton... This is what I was thinking. I put out an article today. This is what I pitched on, on Wednesday, rather. Um, that I'm thinking Orton is the one to turn heel here. Now, I know it was teased that Brian might help out Owens and Zane. I feel like that's way too predictable. I don't really want to see Brian turn heel anyway. So you fix that by having Orton go heel. What his motivations are, I have no idea. But he turns on Nakamura, and we have Orton go on to the Rumble to face Styles for the belt, like you pitched. It's going to be a great match. Obviously, you have AJ win. In the meantime, Nakamura wins the Rumble, and we always have that match before, that show before WrestleMania for Raw and SmackDown. For SmackDown this year, it's Fastlane. So at Fastlane, you do Nakamura and Orton to blow off that feud with the winner going on to WrestleMania, and Orton, I mean, Nakamura is the, uh, the Rumble winner, and I hate when the Rumble winners put their spot on the line, but maybe oh, uh, you have Nakamura, Orton at that show, and then Nakamura obviously wins and goes on to WrestleMania. So that that's how I would book it. Yeah, yep, that's exactly how it should go. And Orange way better off as a heel anyway. So I'm hoping he turns heel here. Oh, yeah. So with Orton hopefully turning heel, obviously, like we said at the start of the show, Owens and Zayn winning here is pretty much a slam dunk. How do you think Shane and Brian will factor into the finish? Oh, man. I think... Gosh, like you said, I don't see Daniel Bryan turning heel because, you know, he's he's too likable to be heel. Exactly. Uh, Shane, he's a McMahon. He's, like I, he's a McMahon. You know how (laughs) McMahons are. Yep. They're slimy. You can't trust them. Oh, man. You know what? I'm not even going to say a thing. That's all. That's, that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say a thing. We're we're just going to have to watch Clash and see what happens. Well, with Brian, though, I will ask you this. The fact that he's being uh, slotted as a special guest referee is kind of a big deal just because he has not yet been in this role since he retired almost two years ago. Could this be a sign for his in-ring future in WWE, or is it just the red herring? Uh, I think it's just just the red herring. I mean, I want to believe yeah. it will lead to more, but I'm not sure. I think Daniel Bryan's return to wrestling is going to take place in Ring of Honor. Do you think for sure that he's leaving the the company when his contract's up next year? When his contract expires next September, I believe that's what it is. So he's I know going to, he's going to Ring of Honor. He's going to challenge Cody Rhodes for the Ring of Honor title. Dude, that that's, would be money. My, I, maybe not Ring predict- of Honor. Do you think there's a? I mean, obvious Ring of Honor is obviously on the table, but do you think? I don't know if Cody, if Cody walks out with the belt come Friday, I mean, he probably will. But um, do you think they could do Brian and Cody, not at Ring of Honor, but um, at that show that Cody's been teasing that they want the 10,000 people for? Oh, yeah. Uh, possibly. That'd be a nice thing to do. I mean, I, I don't because... know if it would bring in 10,000 people, but it's a good draw. Yeah. I mean, like, they, the Elite, the Bullet Club, they have a huge, huge following. For sure. So, I mean, if they believe they can get 10,000 seats, and trust me, I believe they'll get 10,000 seats sold out. That's how much how that's how much I believe in, in the Elite, the Bullet Club. I, that's how much I believe in them. I think they'll get 10,000 seats, thus leading to the independent wrestling day uh, return of Brian Danielson. Yeah, I don't think if they don't reach 10,000, they're certainly going to come close because Bullet Club is red hot right now all across the board. They are money. They are, they are what Vince wants in his company. For sure, but just so we can ruin can't him. can't have them. Exactly, he can't have them, yeah. So um, hopefully not for a long time, even if their contracts are up at the end of 2018 and they have the option to come over. I mean, it would be cool to see them in WWE, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm just not as... I'm not as hopeful with them as I was with a guy like AJ Styles just because Vince is a very spiteful person, so I'm not 100% sure 
Um, yeah. Speak of the Bullet Club, you speak of Ring of Honor, as we close out our Clash of Champions prediction show, I want to ask this real quick. Will you be watching Ring of Honor's WrestleMania final battle on Friday? Any final minute predictions for that show if you're watching? All right. Uh, Silas Young is going to win the TV title. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, Cody is going to retain the Ring of Honor title. Uh, who are, let's see, I think Hangman Page and the Bucks are going up, but who are they going up against? I can't remember. I think it's, um, it's Flip Gordon, Dragon Lee, and like, Titan? And Titan. Titan. Yeah, Titan, yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, with the Hung Bucks. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Um, Bully and, Bully and Dreamer. With the Briscoes. For me, I want to see Bully Ray and Tommy go over the Briscoes, but I think it's going to be Briscoes going over uh, Bully and Tommy, thus leading to Bully's official, official, you'll never see him in the wrestling ring ever again retirement. That's that's mm-hmm. what I believe. Because, you know, Bully Ray, he's a tag team wrestler. That yeah. is, other than his run in TNA, where he had a phenomenal singles run, he is known for tag team wrestling, and he is going to leave wrestling as a tag team wrestler and what better way to do it than with your best friend from ECW than Tommy Dreamer and the New York City and in New York City yes exactly there's no better way than to retire from wrestling than that and in a fucking street fight though and in a street fight where we are going to see the last ever table bump given by Bully Ray I could see that. I wasn't thinking about that before the show, but I could very well see this being his actual retirement match. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Um, Lethal and Skrull, who you got? Lethal and Skrull? Dang, that's a good one. Is this just a singles match? No titles on the line? Yeah, no titles, no stips, I don't think. Okay. Um, Marty Skrull, because going into Wrestle Kingdom, he's got to defend the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title in a fatal four-way, so I think beating Jay Lethal will will boost him up Give him, you give him a better ranking at least, and in going into Russell Kingdom. Good point. Good point. Um, there was one more match. Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Final battle right. matches. Let's see. We nailed definitely most of them though. Oh yeah. All the championship matches. Um, let me see. What was the other one? Final battle, yeah. 2017. Let's see. Oh, um, Matt Taven, Will Ospreay. Who do you got? Ah, uh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay, okay, okay. I mean, it's weird. Will Ospreay signed to the Ring of Honor about a year ago, but I haven't seen too much of him on Ring of Honor TV yet, like, at all. I think he's more with, uh, you know how in Ring of Honor you have new Ring of Honor guys that go to New Japan, but they're more Ring of Honor mainstays? Yeah. I, I think Will Ospreay is a New Japan mainstay, but he'll show up in Ring of Honor for, like, big events, like like Final Battle. Okay, that's cool, then. That's cool. Okay, this should be a good match. I like Matt Taven a lot, so I think that should be good. Uh, Addiction and War Machine? Ooh. Ah, uh, I'm going to have to go. Uh, this is another single, uh, just no title match. Yeah, no step or anything. Yeah, no titles. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go with War Machine on this one. Okay. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm just seeing two big, monstrous guys just like dominating Daniels and Kazarian. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't so. matter who really goes over, but yeah, I think War Machine will win as well. Um, yeah. Speaking of tag teams, I, I completely forgot about this, but Motor City Machine Guns and Best Friends for the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles. Ooh, oh, dude, I've, I'm going because, first of all, just because I love Chuck E. T.'s Twitter account, I'm going to go with Best Friends. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty funny. I haven't seen too much he's, of him before he came to Ring of Honor. That guy's a riot. Yeah, he's he's a funny dude. I, lo- I love Best Friends. They are so funny. Yeah, they're really funny. So they'd be cool if they go over. I like the Motor City Machine Guns, so I'm I'm happy oh, yeah. either way. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's a real solid show on paper, though. Are uh, you looking for? I'm probably uh, no question. I'm looking forward more forward to this than I am for uh, Clash of Champions on Sunday. Oh, definitely. It is definitely. their WrestleMania. Um, it's it their is. biggest show of the year. They usually sure pull out some eh, some surprises. Like last year, we got Woke and Matt. You know, remember Broke mm-hmm. and Matt showed up on the screen. I fucking lost it. That um, was amazing. That was quite amazing. So I hope we see something similar on this show. I will be in attendance, so I'm hoping it's going to be a cool show. Um, oh, I'm that's sick. Re- I'm really looking forward to it. I, It's not going to happen. Um, It would be cool 
if like Austin Aries or something showed up because he, you know, his home is obviously a Ring of Honor. We haven't seen him in a long time. I don't know what he's doing these days. I know he recently signed with uh, some international company, but it'd be cool if he showed up or someone else. I don't know. It's Ring of Honor Final Battle. I just want to have fun. Just, just have Austin Aries come in for one night. Exactly. Just one fun. night. Yeah. It'd be cool if like Cody and Castle should be a good main event. Um, yeah. but like who's else? Who is there left for Cody to defend against that he hasn't already beaten? So, like, I, I want Cody to beat Castle. Um, okay. Okay. Here's here's where it goes down. Here's where it goes down. Cody retains against Dalton Castle. And then that's when Cody says, there's no one else. And then that's when Austin Aries comes back. That's what for, I was about to say. For exactly. The, for the t- tapings. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, either at the pay-per-view or the TV tapings. I think it would be perfect. Yep. Either way, if Austin Aries comes back and challenges Cody Rhodes, then... Then, then, then I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, they've been teasing it on Twitter, but that's it's a whole other thing from tweet, teasing it on Twitter to you know obviously going through with it and, and signing him or whatever. So I, I would hope so, but we'll see. Um, but yeah. it looks like a good show on paper. And final few uh, topics before we go off the air, Clark. Uh, thoughts on the recent build of Kenny Omega and o- uh, not Okada, uh, Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom coming up. Bro, did you see that Wrestle Kingdom press conference from a couple days ago? I when, just saw uh, the GIF. Uh, so Kenny attacks Jericho at the press conference. Jericho throws a table at him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's great. Um, you know, Jericho is actually, you know, he's dropping F-bombs, all that stuff, you know, stuff you wouldn't hear in WWE, which is like oddly refreshing. Yeah. You know, cause new Japan is not for kids. Um, and then Jericho saying, this will be the last time you see Kenny Omega wrestle in Japan. January 4th is his last match in New Japan for wrestling. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, gosh, dang, this isn't just going to be just a friendly little one-on-one. It's going to be a fight. They Jericho is out to prove that he is better than Kenny Omega, and that's the mindset that you have to go into when you're going against him. Yeah, I like that a lot. I love that just because... Uh, with these guys, that they're not just resting on their laurels. And I said this earlier when I was recording Hashtag, but they're not just relying on the fact that it's a big marquee match. They're actually building it up by having Jericho go to Japan and beat the shit out of Kenny and then having, then having Kenny kick the shit out of him at the press conference. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that should be a good match. That's got me looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. Much more than Clash of Champions, and it's up there with yeah. Final Battle for sure. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um <laughs> Last real topic of conversation. Uh, could you handle the Rich Swan, uh, not release, the um, suspension that happened a couple days ago? You know, I I really couldn't handle that. <laughs> because you look at Rich Swan on television, you're just like, this guy's a, this guy's a cool dude, you know? Being like, hey, can you handle this? Can you handle this? Can you handle this? And it's just like, well, can you handle being behind bars, buddy? Yeah, exactly. With, I think I think he was nails, freed or let with, go or something. I don't know. With nails as your cellmate, big oh god, over there. That's horrifying. You know? <laughs> That'd be terrible. That is atrocious. Yeah, I mean, it sucks for him, but Cedric Alexander has an opportunity instead, though. Yep. I mean, I don't think that's what Cedric expected. You know, getting an opportunity at the cruiserweight title. Unfortunately, um, at uh, unfortunately, because of the Rich Swan's uh, actions, but you're given what you're given. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it should be good, but he's got to first overcome before contending for the championship. He's first got to overcome Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentations, though. Yep, that's true. Those those PowerPoint presentations can really kill you. They can. They absolutely can. So we'll see on uh, Monday's Raw who emerges victorious. But, uh, Clark, it's been great talking to you, dude. Awesome to have you back here on the show. Hopefully it's not another year before we have you here on WrestleRant Radio. But before we let you go, tell the people what's going on. I know your YouTube channel, you're doing that stuff. Uh, plug some stuff for the people, brother. All right. So my Twitter, I want every single one of you listening right now to tweet me at K-U-H-M-E-N-G-O. That is right. K-U-H-M-E-N-G-O. My uh, my YouTube is also under that same name. Just search for it on YouTube. Watch my stuff. Support it. Subscribe. Do all that. And, you know, don't leave hate comments. If you, if you hate my stuff, then just, just keep it to yourself, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can go uh, delete yourself. 
yeah, yeah, if you leave any hate comments, I'm just going to delete them. Exactly. So if you search up the Twitter handle and you see a Woken Santa Clark Oz, that is Clark. Definitely give him a follow, worthy of a follow. Christmas coming up. See a lot of great tweets, seeing a lot of great videos. Well worth the follow, my man. All right. Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you for all the uh, thank you for all the following people. I'm looking at my <laughs> Twitter right now, and wow, look at all that a million a million followers already. Thank the you, millions everyone. and millions, millions of dollars, millions of followers, <laughs> millions of followers. I completely forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me of the primetime players. I love that. You're welcome, man. That's wonderful. Well, again, Clark, great talking to you, and I'll, I'm sure I'll catch you on the road, brother. Yes, you certainly will. All right. Happy holidays, brother. I'll catch you on the road. All right. Thank you, man. I was also going to ask Clark about his predictions for Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi coming out tomorrow in theaters, but he said he wasn't a Star Wars fan, so I will say it real quick right here. I have no predictions myself. I'm just really, really looking forward to it. Um, I, I have no idea what to expect. I know they had a Los Angeles premiere last weekend. No one has come out about anything. So, the awful thing about the first movie, and some people didn't like it, I thought it was really good, I thoroughly enjoyed it, what I did not like about the experience of that first movie, and it was amazing watching it with a uh, a theater packed full of people, but I was spoiled earlier on that day, and I attempted to avoid all spoilers, as many spoilers as possible, by staying off social media. I made the grave mistake about telling the world on social media, on both Twitter and Facebook, that I was going to be seeing Star Wars that night. So not on Twitter, but rather on Facebook, which I was not expecting. And it wasn't even someone that liked my Facebook page. It was someone completely random. They posted a comment on the fucking post of me saying that I was going to be watching Star Wars that night with a fucking meme of Han Solo saying, I died in the movie. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? And I looked away immediately, and I was so pissed because that actually did happen in the movie. I was very let down by that, so... I'm going to be on lockdown. If you don't hear from me on Facebook, Twitter, or anything else in the next 24 hours, it's because I'm attempting to avoid all spoilers for The Last Jedi coming out tomorrow. So if you're watching the movie, enjoy it. Avoid all spoilers. And once again, guys, real quickly, vote in the 2017 WWE slash NXT Year and Review Awards right here on NextAirWrestling.net. We're reviewing the results right here on WrestleRant Radio in two weeks' time. But next week, we got at Jamie Lee Mack. Dr. Mack is back, baby, on WrestleRant Radio for our long-awaited, highly-anticipated discussion talking all things pay-per-view themes in WWE, not only in 2017, but of all time. It's going to be a great show for our Christmas week edition of WrestleRant Radio. So again, guys, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on Apple Podcasts. Get every new episode and every archived episode dating back to October of 2013. Have an awesome weekend, guys. Enjoy the rest of the holiday season. I'm Graham Giuson Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the Christmas road.